0: We're here today with Dr. Kevin Farmer, uh, head team orthopedist for the University of Florida Athletic Program, and uh, sees a number of athletes, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, overuse throwing injuries today. So welcome, Dr. Farmer.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Okay, let's talk a little bit about, since we're talking about youth sports, uh, give us a little tips for parents, coaches, athletes, a, throw, a good throwing program, good preventative types of things, or what are we looking for, or, or what are just some tips we should be doing?
1: Yeah, I think we know from um, studies over time that volume is the highest risk factor for injury, and so it's important to, to keep close eye on, on volume, pitch counts, Innings, number of games, you know, often players play on multiple teams. Coaches can't keep track of how many pitches they threw with middle school practice, and then they play a game the next day for a travel ball. So it's up to the parents to really keep an eye on it. And we, we've looked at that and published data showing that, unfortunately, many parents aren't aware of what the recommendations are for pitch counts and all these different things. And so I recommend, you know, based on your child's age, look up the recommendation for total pitches and the amount of rest time after – pitching so that you can keep track of that because it'd be it's too hard to depend on the coaches to do that
0: what about some um, preventative uh, strengthening and flexibility programs Uh, what are we seeing those as advantageous for kids today
1: yeah yeah, it's important to remember that the entire we call kinetic chain which is basically uh, the the toes to the head motion all those steps along the way with throwing can have an effect on the downstream um, components and so you know if If patients or our kids have either tight lower back, they have weak core muscles, weak abdominals, they have tight hips, we've shown definitively that that can be a risk factor for arm injuries. So global flexibility, we're every day working on hip, low back range of motion, work on a core program, work on shoulder range of motion, especially the back of the shoulder we call the posterior capsule. Look up something called sleeper stretches and posterior capsule stretches. Those are very important, and those should all be done year-round.
0: Okay. Well, when we're talking um, about post-throwing care, uh, what are some good tips you'd recommend for that?
1: Yeah, have a good uh, cool-down session. So look up some recommendations on how to do an appropriate cool-down session and, and stick to that. Icing is important. It's something that's often overlooked by kids, but at the highest level, I can promise you that every thrower or pitcher is icing after they come out of a game So, or, or after they finish a practice session. So you know, have a cool down session, have an icing session, you'll work on um, you know, some flexibility things after you're done, but make sure you're consistent about it um, because that will really help you in the long
0: run. Okay. Any thoughts on rest, recovery, nutrition, hydration, things like that for our young throwers?
1: Yeah. All of the above are very important. So I think having, um, having seasons is important. Too often the the fall baseball season runs into the spring baseball season and kids are playing year round. And then, and again, little league baseball recommendations or USA baseball recommendations are to have about a three month break between seasons. Now that may not always be possible, but you do want to have a break between seasons, which is why playing multiple sports is also very important because that kind of forces you to have a break. If you play football or basketball that lets you work on other Athletic events and build up other athletic avenues while resting your arm before the baseball season. So nutrition's important. Stay hydrated. Muscle fatigue, all those things are, are correlated with with, you know, being uh, dehydrated and, and certainly have rest periods. And, and if you can play multiple sports or have other avenues to focus your your athletic endeavors and not just focus, specialize in just on, you know, just doing baseball all the time.
0: Hey, that was that was my next question. Uh, you're you're around a lot of great athletes, and uh, those that are successful are the ones that have been in a variety of sports. Is that what you have seen?
1: Yeah, and the studies show that they they, they look. There's a study that looked at uh, Major League draft uh, players in the first two rounds over the last ten years or so, and they they looked at that that group that were drafted in the first two rounds, and then followed them out, and they looked at injury risk, and they looked at success rate, and the athletes that played multiple sports. Uh, before they were drafted were less likely to become injured and more likely to have success. So there is definitely scientific evidence supporting that, uh, you know, playing multiple sports and not specializing too early can be beneficial.
0: Okay, let's move to contact sports for just a minute. When we talk about uh, shoulder dislocations that are very common in wrestling, football, things like that, uh, what's your advice on um, early care of those types of injuries?
1: Yeah, we know that um that uh, shoulder dislocation recurrence rates in young contact athletes are very high, as high as eighty to ninety percent. And so we, we we recommend, you know, highly looking at surgical repair. So if an athlete has a shoulder dislocation, typically a physical examination, x rays likely an MRI and if they have findings that are that are risk factors for recurrence, which most of them do um, that at some point recommend surgical repair. And, and if, if it's feasible earlier rather than later, has been shown to be a better uh, outcome or a better option than
0: these athletes. Okay. there's one more last question. Uh, we're seeing uh, labral injuries in the shoulder at times. Some of these are caused, caused by poor techniques in the weight room or they're caused by a traumatic uh, situation. Can you talk a little bit about what the labral uh, injuries are like and uh, their options there.
1: Yes, the labrum is the soft tissue that surrounds the socket of the glenoid. It acts as a bumper, but it also acts as the attachment site for the ligaments that stabilize the shoulder. And so in, in traumatic events where you have an ant- a shoulder dislocation that comes out the front, you often tear that anterior labrum and that heals in the wrong spot. And it makes the ligaments uh, lax, and that's why you have a high risk for dislocation. Conversely, the, the labrum in the back is under stress with bench press and and you know for blocking like an offensive lineman, and that can be injured in that setting. Um, but certainly, you know, having it evaluated, examination, MRI. Sometimes they put dye in with the MRI to show that in high definition to characterize. the the tear pattern but but often in young active people with labral tears in the shoulder the surgery tends to be the best option to get them back to 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 full go
0: okay well thank you very much dr farmer it's been great to speak to you today and thank you for helping us at the youth support safety update well
1: thank you for having me
0: learn more at jaxsmp.com thank you for joining us today on the youth support safety update please keep them safe